Welcome to 7-Minute Torah, an exploration of the weekly Torah portion with me, Rabbi Micah Streifer. If you enjoy this podcast, please feel free to subscribe or comment or share it with a friend. Put yourself in Moses' shoes. He was just out there one day minding his own business, herding his sheep in the desert somewhere. He stops to look at a bush, and all of a sudden, God is talking to him. And God says, I have a job for you, which, by the way, was a job Moses didn't really want all that much. And the job is to go to Pharaoh and tell him to let my people go. But before Moses can go to Pharaoh, first he has to go to the Israelites and convince them that he's there to let them go. So what happens? Moses goes to the people and says, here I am, I'm ready to lead you out of slavery. And the people ignore him. They reject him. The Torah says their spirits were crushed by cruel bondage. In other words, they were afraid to even consider something different, even something like freedom. They couldn't imagine it because of their fear of the unknown. Ultimately, of course, the people do follow Moses. He leads them out of Egypt. There's ten plagues and the parting of the sea. You all know the story. You told it at your Seder tables earlier this week. They get to Mount Sinai, and what happens? They reject the whole thing again. Moses is up on top of the mountain for 40 days and 40 nights. The people start to wonder where he's gone. And when they become afraid that he's not coming back, they build a golden calf. So that's twice the people have freedom and goodness and God basically placed in their laps. And twice they reject it because they're so afraid. Now, it's easy to condemn them from our comfortable seats reading the story. But let's be honest. We all know what it's like to act out of fear. How often do we pass up on opportunities or reject people or fail to act or act in ways that we later regret because we were afraid? Afraid of the consequences, afraid of the alternatives, afraid of what we know or what we don't know, afraid of the unknown. Fear can be extraordinarily motivating, and it doesn't usually motivate us for the better. We're living through a time of intense fear right now as the world copes with a pandemic situation. And it's not only possible but probable that that is influencing our actions and our behaviors during this time. Here to talk to us about it is my son, Jay Streifer, who was hanging around this morning, so I made him participate in my podcast. He, like all the rest of us, has been living through this very difficult time in our world's history. Jay, what do you think people are most afraid of right now? I think that right now, people are feeling so beyond out of control. In a situation like this where governments are telling us to stay home, to limit our social interaction, to really use whatever means necessary to see the least amount of people as possible. I think in a time like this, um, to, to, to feel uneasy is to, to be expected. I mean, the amount of things like hoarding and, you know, sitting by your phone and waiting for the next update on the news, you know, things like that. Those little things that individual people do to comfort themselves in a time where, in a time of uncertainty. Thanks, Jay. And of course, some of those things are healthier than others. What do you think are some of the best ways to cope with fear and anxiety during a time like this? Well, uh, for someone like me, I find it's just good to keep myself occupied, to 
keep my days filled up with things that are good for me, such as, I mean, I'm 16, so I try to keep up with my schoolwork. I try and walk the dog. I try and get in, you know, maybe half an hour of yoga a day and just try to, you know, clear my head. I wake up every morning feeling kind of uneasy, you know, in this again, time of uncertainty. So I try and do a little bit of uh, meditation in the morning if I can manage to clear my head enough. Uh, it's, it's just those individual things that uh, we try and do to comfort ourselves, but it's a matter of making sure that those things are, are healthy and not destructive to ourselves. Thanks, Jay. Those are wise words for all of us. The Torah portion that we read this week during this Shabbat of Pesach speaks to this issue. It takes place right after the incident of the golden calf, which of course was caused by the people's fear that Moses wasn't coming back. Moses had come down the mountain, seen what was going on, and smashed the Ten Commandments. You might have thought right then and there that that would be the end of Judaism, the end of the Jewish people. And in fact, God does threaten to destroy the people. But Moses kind of talks God down from that idea. And ultimately, we read the following. God spoke to Moses saying, carve two tablets of stone like the first ones. In other words, I'm not going to let this fear-based behavior, this destructive behavior, be the end of our enterprise together, the end of our covenant. Instead, we're going to recarve the tablets, we're going to recreate the relationship, and we're going to move forward learning from what happened. It's a reminder that we don't have to be ruled by our fears. It's also a reminder that we don't have to be perfect. In those moments where we behave in ways that we wish we hadn't, in those moments where we are ruled by our fears, we can stop, take a deep breath, and say to ourselves, what do I wish to be in this moment? How do I wish to move forward? And like for our people at Sinai, that moving forward often involves strengthening the relationships that nurture and support us. The people have lots more fear ahead of them in the desert as they get ready to wander for 40 years. But they're able to weather it, and they're able to be stronger because they have God, they have Moses, they have the routine of Torah, and they have each other. We also can weather our fears during difficult times with routines and healthy rituals and by strengthening the relationships that matter most to us. In the words of the Reverend Eugene Pickett, may we live not by our fears, but by our hopes. I want to thank my son Jay Streifer for lending his thoughts to this podcast. Shabbat Shalom, everyone. Shabbat Shalom.